Well, there's that movie Saw. Is it okay if I spoil Saw for you? Yeah. Uh, there's a movie Saw where there's a dead guy in the room, and then at the very end, it turns out he's alive. And he, like, uh, saws off his arm or something. Gross. That's why it's called Saw. It's actually Wesley. That's why it's called Saw. Because <laughs> the dead guy saws his arm off? Because he's handcuffed to, like, a pipe, and he needs to get out of oh, there. Oh, my word. It's Wesley from Princess Bride, who's the dead guy in the room the whole time. Yeah, and then there's like seven more Saw movies. How fun! <laughs> Welcome to Waveframe. Welcome back to Waveframe. This is a podcast where we talk about movies and music. I'm Isaac. And I am Luke. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, before we go any further, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, we're at Waveframe Pod. That way you stay up to date on all of our episode announcements, as well as some cool art that Isaac posts um, and some music uh, posts that I do as well every now and then. Yeah, and give us a five-star review. Uh, it helps us get uh, uh, you know traction in the algorithms that whatever Spotify and Apple Podcasts use. So we really appreciate we those love it. if you can. We love it. Today we are talking about The Mandalorian. Mando. Season 2. Hey, Mando. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we, we well, I, I saw the last finale, the season 2, episode 16, or whatever you want to call it, 8. You know, because yeah, they yeah, go. chapter 16. Chapter 16. Yep. Uh, I saw it twice today, actually, <laughs> because I watched it once and I was like, Luke, you need to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and we were going to record something else, but... Uh, we're really happy to talk about the whole season two today, mm-hmm. so it'll be rife with spoilers. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if yeah, if you want to stay spoiler free, stay away. Yep. We told um, you here. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Season two. Let's just quick recap what like it is. Mando still trying to keep Grogu safe, mm-hmm. little baby Yoda guy. Mm-hmm. He comes across some Jedi a lot more. Yeah, in this. he's specifically searching for Jedi yeah. to drop him off to. He's exactly. really looking to offload this child. Exactly. And Moff Gideon captures Grogu, gets mm-hmm. in the way of wants a lot of things. Blood. Yeah. Wants his blood. Yeah. Wants your blood. Dark saber stuff. Yeah, and, so yeah. I think that, well, coming out of season one, I think there are some things we liked and we didn't like. And yeah. I'd say that a lot of those held true into this season. For I think. example. I think that, for example, something we didn't like was. Not all the actors, I think, are the most riveting for us. And oh. you could describe some line deliveries as stale, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would say that that has to do with the actors, but also sometimes the, the, writing, lo- the lines writing, they have yeah. to say. Yeah, exactly. As we learned, we learned that from the prequels, really. Yeah. You know, you have great actors like Hayden Christensen who get... And like Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. And like they're doing the best they can. They're These so are great. all such great actors and actresses, yeah. but even they're struggling with these lines. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe... Muscle girl, what's her name? Uh, Gina, Gina someone? Carino, yeah, yeah, Carino. Maybe she'll go and like win an Oscar in her next movie if she has a good script. I kind of doubt it, but like, <laughs> who knows? I think also, I think that a lot of the time the show uh kind of reduces a lot of its characters to these tropes, yeah. So, for example, part of the problem with maybe Gina Carino, yeah, her, her line deliveries is that her character only has one dimension and it's this <laughs> tough girl, you know, like you don't know me, but I'm tough. And I was I'll in the army, you. my planet blew yeah. up. <laughs> well, even like that's some script writing, where 
<laughs> the guy's like, you're on Alderaan? Or like, you're from Alderaan? Did you lose anyone? It's like, <laughs> literally my whole planet blew up, man. It's like, what type of question is that? Um, yeah, I would I would say that the one dimensional that goes back to the writing again. And, you know, there's it's easy to make memes about this show because it is pretty predictable mm-hmm. at many points. Mm-hmm. And often he, Mando, will want an objective to accomplish and then the people will be like we'll help you if you help us if you help us yeah. I scratch your back you scratch mine exactly and we've talked about how it feels like a video game a mm-hmm. lot very side questy yeah well and it's taking o- or odes I don't know is that the, the right word to a homage. lot of western homage it's, it's, it's paying homage which to is the true, western genre it's true to the original trilogy but yeah and I, I think it that is a really cool vibe for us to see. I think that was kind of the that was what it was pitched as when yeah. they said we're coming out with a show. The Mandalorian is like it's going to be a lone gunslinger feel, yep. but also like you know like the like lion and cub or whatever they call it is also a common trope in these west. Yeah, in western well, films if you think from. about it, like the first episode starts off with like him in a saloon getting a guy for bounty, mm-hmm. and it's got that cool vibe to it. And then even if you think of uh, like Shane was. Uh, an mm-hmm. inspiration for Logan and Logan. Oh, Logan's this mm-hmm. gruff like guy, mm-hmm. kind of like Mando, who takes somebody under his wing mm-hmm. and they help each other character develop mm-hmm. into They're different people. For yeah. each other. Oh, totally. And like originally, uh, Star Wars was inspired by like three main things: uh, samurai movies, mm-hmm. Kurosawa, um, and Western movies, kind of like spaghetti westerns. Uh, like Good, Bad, and the Ugly would be an example of that. Um, Italian-made westerns out in the West, and, and uh, also like Flash Gordon. That's where you get the scrolling mm-hmm. text going yeah. up. So like this can't be sci-fi stuff. Yeah. And so you're you're blending all these together, and Lucas wants like mythology, modern mythology for. Like I was just watching an interview of, of him talking about that for the modern age, and yeah. so. Well, that's what when they when they said why or like what do you want Star Wars to be? Or he's like, I want this movie, these movies to be something that matters to everybody yeah. like in the world pretty much totally and you see you mentioned like modern mythology mm-hmm. or like the various religions like the force very hindu concepts yeah the virgin birth happens like with shmi and anakin like, yeah drawing from christianity <laughs> like there's a whole bunch of different kind stuff of the inverse of the christianity yeah. though because <laughs> christianity is the holy spirit not the unholy the, the, the spirit, unholy spirit of <laughs> <Palpatine>. <laughs> exactly which is honestly getting pretty nerdy pretty fast for some people because they don't like it's a pretty quick line in phantom menace mm-hmm. where uh what's her face Shmi. Ma- mother shmi shmi sheev is yeah. pretty similar yeah. um shmi's like yeah he didn't have a father that's like a record scratch like what yeah. like, <laughs> wait, like like what yeah. <laughs> and and as a kid or, or somebody who's just watching it casually they might not catch that line mm-hmm. And it's definitely not explained in the movies yeah. that Anakin was kind of conceived by yeah. Palpatine. I mean, or himself. yeah, something like that. It could be just be like she was like, "I carried him, I raised him." Yeah, like, and it's like, oh, so like Dad wasn't around is yeah. what you're saying. But like, yeah, it really, yeah. really jumps into that. It does, and, and so pretty much the 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 makers of this TV show, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and then all the directors, they had to try to continue the like similar to what jj abrams had to do with force awakens but like Mm -hmm. continue in a more episodic manner Mm -hmm. uh taking influences from 
Star Wars is, which is where like Boba Fett is from and where the Mandalorian armor mm. was first seen. So the more heavily influences of Western for sure. But I mean, that's even where lightsaber fights come from is samurai stuff. And we have some lightsaber fights kind of mm-hmm. in this show. Well, yeah. yeah. And originally, George Lucas wanted everybody to have a lightsaber. And oh, really? that was like going to be the weapon of choice uh, oh, like, interesting. for everybody. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing is like originally <laughs> his first draft, George <laughs> Lucas's first draft of Star Wars, which is now called A New Hope. Uh, I think Luke was going to be like a weird flappy alien monster. Yeah, and, uh-huh. and, 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 you know, people helped him edit it as they went along, mm-hmm. which is awesome because as <laughs> we see, what we love exactly. And as we see that Phantom Menace, not exactly what we want. And, and so, <laughs> because that was when George Lucas really took creative direction. Exactly. On yeah. So we have a bunch of collaborators making the first live action Star Wars TV show, which honestly has been garnered pretty overall positive yeah, reaction. Yeah. Very one, positive. People give two. it thumbs up. Yeah, exactly. It's fun because we have friends as well who aren't huge Star Wars fans and are like, hey, like I'm really enjoying this yeah, show. And yeah. that's really cool to see. People I work with are like, yeah, I don't know anything about Star Wars, but like I know this is a good show, mm-hmm. like uh, according to people. Yeah, and, and in my view... And then I would love to hear your view of season two and kind of season one. Um, the Mandalorian is a fun, casual viewing. It, I don't love the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I like parts of it. I'll say I, it. I'll I, say it. I enjoy watching it. And it's fun for me because we don't have a Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, or even like Lost when it was out. Like communal viewing experience Mm -hmm. as much anymore Mm -hmm. and the mandalorian is kind of the only one right now yeah well and we talked about that with the boys this past season it's it's very rare now to see you get one episode a week and that's what they've done so it is really everybody on friday is like i'm texting like four different people all who are watching it separately like and all checking in hey have you seen it did you watch it and if covid wasn't a thing you'd probably maybe yeah be be watching it with them exactly so i think for that reason it's super fun I think if it wasn't, let's say it's just a science fantasy, science fiction show that wasn't Star Wars, like, no, not a lot of people would be talking about this. Mm -hmm. Or if they were, they would be of the kind of general minority. Mm -hmm. Like, people didn't really talk about Lost in Space, the revival of that movie Uh, of Netflix. Exactly. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? I know of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know nothing about it. So, I just think it's, like, not that well-written of a show. (laughs) No, I, I, we are in agreement right Uh, here. Okay. I think that because of my love of Star Wars, you know, and we've talked about, like, I, I have watched Clone Wars every episode even the bad ones i've watched rebels which overall is a bad show it's straight up takes some skill i applaud you because (laughs) thank you i'm skillful skillful for pushing through you have perseverance you wade through the mud so that you could give me the little gemstones that you find along the way which is uh, admirable thank you oh well i i I am happy to do that Uh, thank you uh i think that this show i do give it a thumbs up overall because i i was going to say when when you were talking about how the creators of the show and the showrunners had to continue in this legacy of George Lucas and making like things that he wanted to be really meaningful yeah. and draw from these very serious, timeless influences, I think this is also the most of the d- creators having fun with Star Wars that, like, artistically that they have 
that I've seen, in my opinion. I think that... Like, live action? Yeah, but okay. even, like, if you compare it to Clone Wars or, like, Rebels, like, maybe they were having fun, like, trying to make funny jokes for kids, like, yeah. in those things, but this is, like, a more, like... It feels like, as an artist, you would have fun making this because it's fun to draw from those influences. To And because you have now the backing, you've got the Disney bank to, you know, yep. pay your checks and stuff... You can have the the license and the creativity to kind of take that in a really high quality direction. From a production standpoint, this is a very high quality show. Things, in my opinion, things look great. Uh, you know, the designs are fantastic. It feels very Star Warsy, which is really important for me. That was part. Of, you know, I, the Last Jedi gets a lot of hate from a lot of people, and I think more than ultimately the writing or the way Ryan Johnson went with it, it was that it didn't feel Star Warsy to me. And it ticked me out of that world. This feels like Star Wars, and that's really important for me giving my stamp of approval on something. <laughs> Even though I agree it's not, I think, a super well-done show in some ways, I really do enjoy it as a part of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I agree on a lot of things that you're saying. <laughs> um, I was on a plane going to Colorado with my brother Hudson, and he... Um, he said to me, the best way to watch The Mandalorian is, <laughs> like, no audio. <laughs> so that he couldn't, like, see the dialogue. Because I was watching it on my iPad, and then he was just watching it w without hearing anything. Mm -hmm. And I don't have that firm of an opinion as much as he does. Because he, he watches the show, kind of, but he's not very invested in it. And But I kind of get where he's coming from. Because... I would say about 50% of the time for me, like, I'm like, oh, that line didn't really <laughs> land well. Tough. Especially when you've got, like, Gina Carino's character mm -hmm. in it mm -hmm. or, like, some actors that are kind of, uh, you know, not good in the show. And then you get to an episode with, like, Bill Burr's character yeah. who... He was great, well, and yeah, I really liked him. Moving into things we like about this yeah. season. Well, so, and I've said before, and I think you're in agreement with me with this. The first season with Bill Burr in that episode where they did the prison break, Bill Burr's character was so one-dimensional. I actually like that. that episode more than you okay. do, I okay. think, but I agree that yeah, very one-dimensional like, I'm a tough character. guy. Yeah. And, like, this one gave him depth. Yes. It played to his strengths as a comedic actor because he's yeah. a comedian. Yeah, but and, also he has some serious... <laughs> really depth, like, yeah. emotional stuff. And totally. it, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, amazing what happens when you actually give a character things to work with. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about is like, it's really hard for me to watch a show that like a lot of the characters don't have three dimensional mm -hmm. depth. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for me. Like you talked about creative license and I agree. Like there's a lot of the show that is really well done artistically and designs and like the storyboards at the end or not the storyboards, but like the, the concept, concept art, art mm -hmm. at the end is awesome and really, really great. Um, and I, I think it is, it does look good. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, like, I think it's subjective what feels Star Warsy. Oh, I, you're and, absolutely right. And, 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 and I agree. Sometimes it's like, oh, this feels Star Warsy. But uh, I, I think what, what, what makes me feel Star Warsy is, uh, like, what A New Hope, or, like, Empire Strikes Back and Return, Return of the Jedi was, and, like, this deep motivated stirring characters. of emotion yeah. and motivated mm -hmm. characters in the universe and i don't get that that much mm -hmm. necessarily in this show mm -hmm. and when i do it's great and it's awesome but uh i think i think the crux of what we are talking about 
might have to do with the finale here. So yeah. we should talk yeah. about the finale because I feel like that's why a lot of people might be tuning in right uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. So yeah, this just came up. We're recording <laughs> yeah. day of the finale. Yep. Um, you had seen it, so it was fun for me. Like I could just like talk and kind of yeah. You were asking me questions, and I just was zeroed yeah. in on the TV, like, like trying not to give you any hints well, at all. And it's fun because you, I was talking about like, oh, I might like watch this while I'm doing some other stuff as I finish up. Because yeah. as we've mentioned, we we like this show, but yeah. I'm not gonna maybe I'm okay with doing other things while watching this show sometimes yep. casually. Yep. But you're like, you should pay attention to this one. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. all right, something's going down here. Uh, here I was texting with Jacob, uh, you know these people that we text about yeah. star wars stuff sometimes and and he was like hey have you seen it yet he's like don't look up spoilers They're like <laughs> steer clear spoilers and i'm like okay something is going on here yeah. so i'm like thinking like wait is like moff gideon like thrown in disguise or something <laughs> like i'm I, I just speculated and it, the crux of what this came from or a pivotal point was and something that i had kind of forgotten was that there was an episode where Grogu was summoning yeah. another Jedi to come pick him up. And yeah. I kind of... I kind of forgot about and that, I kind of forgot about that. People have been speculating, well, we, we're, Ahsoka's out of the picture because she turned him down yep. for who would take him. Yep. So it was like, who are the other Jedi? And really, it's only... People were speculating that it might be Cal Kestis. I, I, I kind of wanted it to yeah, be Cal and that Kestis. Is, he is the character from Jedi Fallen Order, this which is just a game. video game. And yeah. he did survive. We haven't seen him since yeah. pre-episode four. So uh-huh. who knows where he's been. First redhead Jedi. Yeah. Pretty, pretty progressive. <laughs> big, big, big diversity <laughs> moment. Uh, and then also it could have been Ezra. Who is from Rebels, but he is unaccounted for. Presumably, Ahsoka is looking for Ezra and Thrawn, so that seemed unlikely. Yeah. I think what people forgot about, what I was reading, and what I forgot about, was actually Luke, who is the most prevalent Jedi, could actually be the one to come up and pick him up. And yeah. that is what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. So please tell me your thoughts and emotions as it was happening. I will say, I give this thumbs up <laughs> i think that one thing that i do both seasons of star wars the mandalorian did very well is that i think that they incorporate and build and connect the world it's it's a beautiful bridge between a lot of elements here and having watched rebels having watched clone wars along with the original movies there are so many nods to so many different things i mean even the dark saber which is this pivotal um point of the Mandalorian yeah. comes from both um, the Clone Wars and from Rebels. But also you get these nods to things that happen in the original movies, in the prequels. And I think that Luke showing up was a really cool way to reconnect this to the world. Because I think it focused a lot on the Mandalorians, which do come from the Clone Wars and Rebels, these animated shows. And this was a nice reminder that like, yo, there are things going on here that of characters that you know and love that are like really core to who Star Wars. And I think it really reconnected it in a good way. The things I didn't like was that the voice for Luke was really weird. <laughs> I kind of wish that Mark Hamill had done the voice. I feel like he did. I, you Oh, it sounded very different to me. Really? I, I mean, Mark Hamill's right Mark now. Hamill's voice. It said it said like starring Mark Hamill. Oh, so I, crap. <laughs> so I feel like no. I mean, I don't. Now know. I look like a punk. No, 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 no. See, uh, with with Mark Hamill, he he he. His voice is so different now that he's older. Mm-hmm. And Return of the Jedi is like around the time we see him here, right? Am mm-hmm. I wrong? Wait, no, it's like five years after Return of the Jedi. Or this something? is yeah, so pretty quick. So okay. you know the and the animation they did it puts him about at that age, a lot closer to Return of the Jedi. And you say animation and like sorry, I the, I know sorry, the, no 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 the, no whatever. I'm not saying you're wrong, but mm-hmm. it makes it. it 
I didn't mind the voice that much as much as the whatever you want to call it CGI mm-hmm. uh, that they did for him. Mm-hmm. The reworking of his young face. Um, also, uh, Boba Fett's pretty uh, old for five Boba years after Return old. of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Uh, I, I'm looking up an article right now and it says the CGI character appearance that was really weird. So apparently some people didn't like it. I mean, we've had preps for this because they did yeah. that with Princess Leia at the end of Rogue One. Well, we and in Rogue Tarkin. One we had Tarkin. Yeah, that was that was a little too much, I think. Uh, I agree with both We saw of those. in Rise of Skywalker, they did quick CGI versions. Which wasn't as bad. I, I think it's nice opinion. for small little things. I think yeah. once people start talking, it gets weird. Dude, so I agree. Like, seriously, I, I was weirded out by Luke. I think it was interesting. I felt like his character didn't seem very warm, and I think something yeah. I get from Luke is a lot of warmth. Even yes. when he's like critiquing Rey in the Last Jedi, he's still a warm, charismatic personality. Agreed. And I think maybe, I mean, maybe that's due to the CGI nature of the character. He, they were limited, but he, he was just like, "Hello." He looked like a PS4 <laughs> cutscene, yeah. and he wasn't doing much at all. Okay, so it really <laughs> it makes me mad because it made me want. And I even went back and watched scenes from Return of the Jedi and I realized that I wasn't giving them enough credit because in Return of the Jedi, he is a much more composed... It's true. ...like character. Big, big character But he's, he's up to... He's going up against Jabba when mm-hmm. he's talking there. And Easy to be composed against yeah, Jabba. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is like he needs to be more imposing figure. Mm-hmm. And... and well, like, he straight up force chokes the guards. Totally, in which six. I love the entrance. And you see for that. a little bit of darkness here. He's yeah. He's crushing. You know, yeah. the, I mean, they're just droids, but he's but crushing it. And also, I, I pointed out maybe you thought this as well, but there's a little bit of parallel to the Darth Vader scene at the end of Rogue One. In Dude, the people are here. all over that on yeah. Twitter. Okay. they're putting it I, side I by side. And yeah. at one point, Darth Vader chokes somebody, and it seems a little similar to what you're talking oh, about. That's, when he, that's really cool. When see, I love crushes. it. Little callbacks. I think that's something yeah. that does really well. But I totally threw off your train of thought Keep I, on talking. I, I really think that like it, it made me want like you're talking about warm Luke Skywalker like mm-hmm. when he's like I'm Luke Skywalker and I'm here to save you when he talks yeah, to Leia uh-huh. for like the first time in A New Hope I just miss that and mm-hmm. and I do think that yes he would be a little bit more warm even though he is around Return of the Jedi person he looks just like a little weird like <laughs> in this and I didn't even mind his voice that much and I think the uh, thing we were watching had just like a like a hair uh, of, might have had a little delay audio delay I was streaming this illegally <laughs> <laughs> mine mine was a little audio delay too because my headphones Bluetooth don't sync up perfectly either but um, in my opinion like this kind of showed me that even though they do it better for the most part than the prequels or i'll even say like the sequels uh, of incorporating i really do think they do incorporate the original trilogy better and i think dave filoni i'm gonna give a lot of credit to him because mm-hmm. he did that really well in clone wars mm-hmm. and we've both talked about how uh, we have varying love degrees of love for the sequel trilogy but we do think that like if you gave Dave Filoni like all three director the range chair, yeah. like wow, we would have a much well, better. I, I would think so. Much better, because he directed one of the best episodes in season two, The Jedi with mm-hmm. Ahsoka. I, I and I said, and again, this is a time where there was no script talking, but 
when I watched that and the first 10 minutes of the show is just Ahsoka being yeah. really cool. Which and I, honestly is a script. Like they have to oh, say yes, like yes, what sorry. No, no line it. deliveries. There's some, but I'm you, not going to you know be nitpicky. Yes, sorry. I'm sorry. And I said to Isaac going in, I'm like, hey, the first 10 minutes of this episode is like some of the best Star Wars I've seen in a really long time. Did you feel that way with Luke? I, I did not because... I was, I think I was worried because I knew that they were going to probably pull some CGI crap and then it wasn't going to, not going to be as cool as a payoff. Um, but it, I, I still did enjoy seeing Luke. It wasn't quite as cool because it, it was, it was also really rewarding to see Ahsoka for the first time in live action. Yeah. Um, it's amazing to see where the fan base has moved from the first time she showed totally. up and everybody hated her, myself yeah. included as I was a kid and I did not like her <laughs> yeah. when the animated movie came out. And then now she's most, one of the most beloved characters and I think that like proves to me that like Dave Filoni put in the legwork and made her a compelling yeah. character. Yeah. And obviously there's a bunch of other people that go into that, but but I really think that they're showing that at at certain times, like you really loved it. Did you love it that Luke was here? You loved it? I think it was a good move for okay. them. I good think it move. was a good move and made people happy. I, I, I think it was a satisfying way to pass off Grogu. Uh-huh. Because if you would have passed him off to some unknown, it would have been like, uh, what? <laughs> but now you can be like, okay, he's with Luke. Like, this is a cool thing. This is a serious thing and a yeah. rewarding arc. Because we know Luke is going to be yeah. a good master for him. Although, begs the question, does Grogu get massacred by Ben Solo? Yeah. If you don't remember, <laughs> The Last Jedi... Like, I forgot how horrifying this was, but The Last Jedi has Luke at his lowest point after Kylo Ren, like, sets the temple on fire and does a Darth Vader, kind of. Yeah. And uh, most of all of them are dead. And so, will Grogu have to do an escape 2.0 from the Jedi Temple? <laughs> he's at practice. Yeah, seriously. He escaped, he escaped Anakin, and now he's going to escape Anakin's grandson. He's like, how many times do I have to do this for you guys? Kylo's going to text him again, you were always nice to me, yeah. Grogu. <laughs> Which are those memes of Anakin. Well... Okay, I, I really do think that, that that like kind of puts in a weird sort of boxed in nature of like you you're not like, oh, wonder what's gonna happen between Grogu mm-hmm. and Luke. You kinda know that either mm-hmm. Grogu's dead on the floor in a few years or he'll escape again or mm-hmm. whatever. So it, there's not as much cool mystery. And I think that putting Luke in I felt like almost nothing when he was killing those robots because it's just like they're robots. Yeah. And okay like i honestly think that the darth vader scene in rogue one was more motivated because you know he wants to get something Mm -hmm. from them i guess luke wanted to get grogu but Mm. in my opinion uh, this like didn't work for me because i didn't feel like there was the emotion behind it and uh, you know i'm kind of in between i'm not i don't think it's the worst Mm. thing ever but because of the cgi giving me bad vibes Mm -hmm. and and like they're telling me that they're gonna forever just milk the cow that is the original, original series trilogy. Which is so good. <laughs> which, in my opinion, is just like tells me that they're creatively impaired, bankrupt at times. Yeah, not yeah. not all the time, but at times. And I I really think that like they don't almost trust themselves. Mm-hmm. Like 
they're too afraid of people hating characters mm-hmm. right away. Like Bill Burr, we didn't love him in season one. I don't know what people said about him, but people didn't like Ahsoka at the beginning. But they need to like do the heavy yeah, lifting. They need, to, they need to commit of and, writing a compelling character. And we talked about that in our episode from about a year ago with Rise of Skywalker came yeah. out, and we said yeah. the problem with this sequel trilogy was that everything was reactionary and there was no commitment. It might have been like almost exactly. Is a it year. the fourteenth today? Was no, the, it's the eighteenth. Oh, but I, we, my, I, I could be within wrong, a week within, it came very out. close yeah i will say what what i think one of the reasons i did really like that scene i and i understand what you're saying but i think it's really cool to see luke in his prime yeah and yeah. that's we get the, the closest we got to that was return of the jedi Agreed. prior to this yeah and supposedly and many of the creators of star wars and people who are really invested along the creative process will be like luke is the most powerful Jedi. <laughs> Grandmaster I mean, Luke. Yeah, well, yeah. and they'll be like, it's really, I really like it when people speak up and they're like, no, like, Anakin was the chosen one. When people are like, is Rey actually the chosen one? And like, a lot of the creators were like, no, Anakin <laughs> was the chosen one. And it, I think it's really cool for them to say Luke is the most powerful Jedi and then to see him in his prime doing yeah. his thing. I think that's really cool. I uh, agree. It has a cool factor to it, but I much prefer Luke from The Last Jedi than Luke that we saw mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. because he actually has this <sighs> a character development yeah arc. exactly <laughs> I don't want to sound like a pretentious douche <laughs> but like he has gravitas and he has like uh, an interesting why is he like this and we mm-hmm. find out an interesting reason why his backstory and I think that his fight with Kylo had a lot more emotional stakes than like him killing robots for this, you know, uh, he doesn't have no connection. He felt the mm-hmm. force reach out through that Grogu thing. Yeah, now that you could tell it by his expression. After yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, so I would have preferred seeing Luke, you know, honestly be played by like Sebastian Stan. Yeah, or the guy been from fan petition. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I think that would have been a lot better. And if you want to lean into what was Luke doing. Have him have a cool fight against a different, like, Jedi that he disagrees mm. with or, or something that's not Darth Vader, that's not... Mm. Or, that's impossible. But, like, <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, yeah. All these, con- all these <laughs> timelines get complicated. Exactly. But, but somebody that's, like, a new character, that's fun. Like, yeah. they've proven that. Like, Harley Quinn is kind of Ahsoka. Like, she was created in this animated series for Batman and now they're using her all the time because mm-hmm. she's such a popular character mm-hmm. in live action stuff and I feel like Ahsoka's that now mm-hmm. and it proves to me that through good writing and fans on the ground level being like yeah this is awesome uh, you can create new original characters like I'm sure Cal people love Cal I don't mm-hmm. know yeah, I don't um, know I, I never played the game yeah me neither but I think that Luke's a bit of a cop out for me but I need to I need to, I need to, I checked myself today. I was thinking about it. I was like, am I just being like a grumpy Star Wars fan? <laughs> That's something we um, all need to ask yeah, ourselves. <laughs> exactly. And I, I really think that if I want to see what I want, I can go back and I can read the, what are they, legends now mm-hmm. of Luke mm-hmm. being a Grandmaster Luke, mm-hmm. like amazing Jedi. There's a bunch of comics for me if I want to see Darth Vader be Jedi Hunter. Yeah. And like these things are less studio involved than uh, like a Disney 
big profit. So if there's a chance for it to be like a, a cash cow, then the studio is going to be a lot more involved, like this Mandalorian series. But if it's just like, hey, here's some comics for mm-hmm. the fans, then you know it probably is very uh, satisfying and has a lot of creative freedom that I want. So I should look at the comics, which I haven't done. Look at the uh, you know novels, which I haven't done. And so then, if Ahsoka and Thrawn ends up being disappointing, I can just read the Thrawn trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like I have options, and I shouldn't be like <laughs> grumpy. Yeah. Well, I, I would say, and I think sludging through some of that really trash shows <laughs> in the bad episodes of Clone Wars and Rebels, I in a way this sounds really stupid, but it was an exercise in like having to let go, you know, a little bit of what what I wanted and really hope Star Wars to be and and it's like hey okay I have to understand that maybe this is not the direction I would have gone with it or what yeah. I want but it's what we got <laughs> so we gotta work with it uh, and I think that going in uh, and I think that it took me a while on The Mandalorian I did not like season one much at all and I think this time around I've I've tried to be a lot more intentional about just appreciating it for what it's giving and not what I'm what I really wish it would be instead. I think we're pretty representative of healthy fans. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Cuz Star Wars has a lot of like toxic fans and fans kind of like Rick and Morty who think they are, you know, entitled to mm-hmm. things and stuff like that. And uh I have always tried to take the lesson from the material and act like what they're upholding. So, for example, uh, it's really ironic that Charlie Brown, you know, they have this wimpy Christmas tree, and the the meaning of Christmas is, I haven't seen it in a while, but, like, pretty much love for your neighbor sort of thing. Uh, But then there's, like, lunchboxes and billboards and a bunch of merchandise that is Charlie Brown Christmas, which is super ironic. It's contrast, and, right and they've done it. that. Yeah, exactly. With the Grinch, they've done that with, even though it's mostly fan stuff with like Calvin and Hobbes. That's why I think a lot of people love Calvin and Hobbes is because he didn't shell out. He didn't sell his stuff. So I think the fact that you are, <laughs> and this sounds weird, but like the fact that you are acting kind of like in the morality of a, Yoda. a Jedi or something <laughs> is cool. You're taking the right morals that I think the original creators wanted. George, George wanted it. me to take. Yeah, because they don't want you to be overly attached and they want you to be more like Hinduistic, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, at peace with whether or not things go your way in your life. And I think a lot of fans get the wrong lessons from star wars and stuff (laughs) and the one and it's interesting to me because the fans who do get the right lesson are going to be less vocal inherently uh they're not going to be commenting really awesome things so i think the vocal minority or even if it's not a minority but the people who are more vocal are the more toxic more negative fans Mm -hmm. so if you're a fan of something take the correct inspiration from it Go create something else, new, original, mm-hmm. just like fan George. Fiction. Just like no, just like George Lucas did. And if you do fan fiction, that's fine. Then whatever, that's cool. But but George Lucas created something yeah, original, and from people, these, yeah, yeah, and from these inspirations, from that these inspirations, he took it and made something. And so many people have gone and created original things from the inspiration of Star Wars, and I mm-hmm. think that's the correct yeah. thing to take from it. 
So I think one question I have for you is, where do you see the series going from here now? Uh, well, well, this has been pivotal. The first two seasons have been revolving around him and Grogu. Yeah. Now that Grogu is theoretically out of the picture, they could bring him back. But now that he's out of the picture, what what do you think is going to happen? Well, this show has kind of been like Easter egg city for spinoff shows. Mm -hmm. Just kind of laying the groundwork for Boba Fett. He's mm -hmm. got a new show. Ahsoka, she's got a new show. Things like that. So the what I hope happens is season three is like a really cool original, uh, not laying the groundwork for any spinoffs because they've already announced all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and just get all the good directors like Taika Waititi and uh, Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni yeah. <laughs> in there. And uh, there's one guy who I really liked. He Anyway. Um, and... You know, and and they keep doing what it's doing well. It's bringing in diverse directors, so like Asian American directors, female directors. That's really cool, um, and female characters. And and one of my favorite characters, and the best thing from season one was the I have spoken guy, oh, whatever yeah. his name is. So keep bringing in original characters, doing what it's best mm -hmm. at, but just focus in on those things. And, you know, hopefully now that you can say goodbye to Boba Fett because he's got his own TV mm -hmm. show, maybe you can make the best season yet. Yeah. I think I'd like them to pursue the Mandalore arc a bit with the Darksaber. I'd like to see where that goes. Yeah. I, I really love the Imperial stuff that was in these two seasons. That was the, the storylines I focused or like or that really drew me were the ones dealing with Imperials. Yeah. Um, I think it was interesting, you know, you're talking about bringing in those diverse directors and um, what, I think a really cool moment was when we were watching today there were the four girls yeah. going through the ship and it wasn't forced like it wasn't yeah. like they were like look at us girl power well, it was it just like this is the norm and it wasn't like, cool. like in Avengers Endgame when yeah. all of the women happened to be in the same spot and do a cool pose and I, I think we talked about this too with Rise of Skywalker when it's like there's that uh, kiss at the end between the two girls yeah. and it's like it, it feels yeah. too much like they were trying to make a statement with this it you know, it, it was made the norm. And I think that's eventually you, you do need people to go out and take those big stands, but also you need the normalization in there as well. And I think yeah. this was a really cool, uh, a well totally. done step. And I think that this show is, uh, did a really good job with that. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is I really like Ahsoka, even though her voice is different, it's fine. <laughs> I really am happy with Rosario Dawson and, and her show. I'm probably most excited for that just because mm -hmm. I, for some reason I'm so intrigued by Thrawn as mm -hmm. a character. As you should be. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm really excited for any Thrawn involvement. And she, you know, is finally a lead in a TV show because mm -hmm. we had the lead in the movies as a female, but a lead in the TV show. And, you know, the actress is African-American. And so even though she's of a different race <laughs> orange <laughs> yeah, in uh, the show i'm really excited for that and honestly Ruta, i think is the race i don't know <laughs> you would know <laughs> and, fun facts and uh i think that i'm really excited to dive into maybe some comics maybe some novels and uh you know just keep keep myself having a good perspective of these shows i think that's awesome i think it's yeah. a great idea I should do more of that too, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You can never have too much Star Wars, in my opinion. Oh, I don't know. <laughs>
I don't agree with that. <laughs> well, thanks for yeah. listening, everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, let us know what you thought of The Mandalorian. We'd love to hear it. Um, yeah. Hit us up through our Instagram or um, leave us a review, as Isaac mentioned earlier. What do you think of this CGI? Stuff like that. I think it'd be fun to hear. Should they recast or should they just CGI people? Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled for our Christmas episodes coming up. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Um, and we hope you all stay safe and have some good times. Yep. Enjoy your season. Bye.